0: This is the KOTO Community Radio News for Wednesday, July 21st. I'm Julia Caulfield.
1: And I'm Matt Hoysh.
0: In today's headlines, heavy rains cause mudslide in Telluride.
1: Valley floor mine tailings removal begins next week.
0: Mountain Village plans for future trails.
1: And a mountain weather forecast. But first the east end of San Miguel County within the Telluride Fire Protection District will exit Stage 1 fire restrictions on Friday, July 23rd. The rest of the county will remain in Stage 1 restrictions, which prohibits campfires unless in permanent fire pits or grates or enclosed charcoal grilling, restricts smoking, and prohibits fireworks.
0: San Miguel County Search and Rescue conducted two missions on Tuesday following heavy rain and mudslides. The first call came in about a hiker in the Royer Gulch Tomboy area. Here's Susan Lilly, public information officer for the San Miguel County
2: Sheriff's Office. When deputies responded, they saw someone flashing their lights and asking for help. And um, so we dispatched uh, deputies and search and rescue in the UTV and got up to a safe area and were able to get them out safely.
0: Meanwhile, another call came in regarding a
2: car traveling over Black Bear Pass. The other search and rescue was a gentleman who said, I can't take my foot off the brake. I'm afraid the car is going to slide. He had four occupants and a dog, and uh, they were going over the pass. They were just before the stairs and ran into a level of difficulty that he didn't feel comfortable navigating on his own.
0: According to Lilly, Search and Rescue and Sheriff deputies traveled up Bridalvale Road and helped the man safely drive his car into town. On the east end of Telluride, heavy rains caused mudslides in the Pandora area.
3: Royer Gulch had a mudslide.
0: Sergeant J. Wilson with the Telluride Marshal's Department.
3: They came down and crossed probably a uh, 200-foot-wide section or so a uh, mudslide across the 145 spur out there and down the hill on the Pandora Lane and also like left a big mud trail down the Idorado Legacy Trail there.
0: The slide did not cause major damage to any structures. There was no injury and no required evacuation. However, a number of people did get stuck behind the slide for roughly an hour.
3: Once we got the road clear enough for them to get out where you know, tell them they needed to get out more because they might get trapped again if uh, more slid. Not, there wasn't any danger to any structures. Possibly some got damaged a little bit, but no structural
0: damage. With monsoon season upon us and more rain forecasted for the coming days,
2: Lily says it's important everyone prepare for the weather. It's the nature of where we live that we need to be prepared for various types of emergency. And at this time of year, it's not unusual to see mudslides, high rising creek beds. Um we're we're in the mindset of a drought, so we're not necessarily thinking that there's going to be heavy rain and problems from it. But there is and there are. And so folks should be mindful of that and watch weather. Have a go bag if you're in an area that typically sees flooding. We want people to understand that it's their own responsibility to be prepared and be educated on emergency
0: The National Weather Service has a flash flood watch in effect in Telluride through Thursday. Highway 145 on the east end of Telluride, beyond the cemetery, is open to single-lane alternating traffic as officials clean up mudslide debris. Imogene Pass and the Ida Legacy Trail are also closed until further notice. The Sheriff's Office urges everyone to sign up for Code Red to receive emergency notifications. Sign up is available at sanmiguelcountyco.gov.
1: The U.S. Environmental Protection Agency, working with the Forest Service, plans to begin an emergency relocation of 30,000 cubic yards of mine tailings from the valley floor west of Telluride to the 34-acre Idorado repository on the east end of town next week. The tailings came from the Idorado mine and sit on Forest Service land off Boomerang Road on the south side of the valley floor along the San Miguel River. They have high concentrations of lead and arsenic, which can pose public health and environmental threats. According to Joni Sandoval, on-scene coordinator from the EPA for the project, lead concentrations of 200 parts per million would be considered a risk in a residential area.
0: We found levels that ranged from 2,000 parts per million up to 100,000 parts per million. 100,000 parts per million is 10% lead in the soil.
1: Sandoval spoke at an information session on the project this week. Norwood District Ranger Megan Eno notes there has been talk about removing the tailings for about a decade. But recent measurements underscored the severity of the risk and propelled
3: the work. Knowing that the lead in that soil, rather than being the acceptable 200 parts per million, was in the 2,000 to 100,000 parts per million, and then seeing people riding their bikes, bringing their children, it, the reality was this is not a this is not something we want to continue to wait to do, that it is an immediate public health hazard.
1: Last fall, the EPA installed erosion controls and stabilized the tailings. The upcoming relocation, however, will be a much larger operation. According to Sandoval, garbage truck-sized vehicles will haul material for 8 to 10 hours per day for 40 days, working six days per week. The two-and-a-half-mile route from the tailings site to the repository will run over the spur and then along Colorado Avenue to the east end of Telluride. When it comes to safe transport, Sandoval says they spray down the tailings so they compact and don't become airborne. Also, before the trucks leave with the tailings, they sweep and rinse them.
0: So we're doing an inspection that as we're leaving the site, we're not uh, taking any contamination off the site.
1: The trucks will then drive seven miles per hour and deposit the tailings on the southeast side of the Iderado repository. According to Ross Davis, environmental protection specialist with the Colorado Department of Public Health and Environment, who oversees remediation at the Iderado site, adding the tailings will not increase risk at the repository. Contamination levels are lower in the material that they are transporting to this location, and it's going to be spread out and covered with clean soil immediately. It's going to be done this year. So there's going to be no dust that is blown off of this to endanger anybody. It's not going to be a source of contamination in terms of airborne dust in the air. Several members of the public voiced concern at the meeting about why the tailings were being moved to the Iderrado site, rather than somewhere else. Sandoval explains their analysis showed the site to be the safest and most effective option. For one, Ida created the waste so it makes sense for them to manage it. Moreover, she adds, the nearest alternative repository they found was about two and a half hours away, increasing the risk for accidents.
0: So you're talking about more trucks driving over mountain passes, with tailings taking about five hours each way.
1: Members of the public are also concerned about so many trucks driving back and forth through town during the peak summer season. You know, however, notes they need ample time to get the work done rather than postpone until the fall off season.
3: The chances of us, the weather, Kicking us out before the work was done is is too much of a risk to take. It's better to do it slowly and methodically over the summer than it is to try to jam all of that work into a two-month period and risk having materials that we've dug up left on the valley floor only for the spring runoff to dump it right back into the river.
1: Some attendees wondered why the EPA couldn't just cap the tailings in place rather than move them. That's not an option, Eno notes, because they're in a floodplain which means there would be the risk they mobilize again.
3: And at that point, rather than remediating the public risk in its entirety, I'm just kicking that can down the road for someone else to do in the future.
1: Communication is also a concern. Many attendees say they feel there has not been adequate outreach about the mine tailings relocation. Sandoval notes there has been less public engagement than is normally required because of the threat the tailings pose. However, moving forward, Eno notes there is a commitment to a timely flow of information as well as increased monitoring and easing into the full number of transport vehicles to watch for any traffic impacts. Tailings Transport was supposed to start this week but was delayed to make time for the informational meetings. The EPA plans to begin the mine tailings relocation next week and anticipates the work will continue through October with river restoration work following the relocation potentially extending into 2022.
0: Who doesn't love a good hiking trail, walking path, or bike lane? Residents and visitors to Mountain Village will soon have a lot more of them, at least in plan. Mountain Village is getting close to approving a new Trails Master Plan.
4: The plan does include an introduction, an existing conditions chapter where we assess needs and um, talk about uh, what the public really wants to see with regards to the Trails in Mountain Village. Uh, we talk about recommendations and projects. And then finally, the implementation chapter.
0: That's Dave Foster with Alta Planning and Design, the firm helping to develop the plan. The nearly 90-page document discusses what trails already exist in Mountain Village, addresses different types of trails and paths, construction requirements. But a large portion focuses on where the town would like to see new trails go. In total, Mountain Village suggests 41 new trails to be constructed in the coming years. The trails are broken into three phases based on a number of project goals.
4: They include connectivity, safety, uh, navigation, recreation, sustainability, and finally partnerships.
0: Each trail is given a 0-2 to 2 rating to determine priority. Phase one trails include a Meadow Express bridge, renovation of Jurassic Trail, the Lawson Hill Connector, and while Town Council hasn't given final approval on the master plan yet, some of the projects are already making their way through.
4: Since we kind of began um, the plan, there's there's been a lot of progress that's already been made by the town. The SR 145 grade separated crossing is moving forward, and that was actually our highest scoring project from, um, from our project prioritization. Shoulder improvements on San Joaquin have also happened. Um, policy recommendations like instituting a dismount zone in Heritage Plaza have also happened. So the plan seems to be being followed already, even though it's not formally adopted.
0: And Foster makes sure to note the priority of each trail is subject to change.
4: It's really meant to be a guidepost. Um, You need to be flexible and opportunistic when it comes to funding so you can take advantage of partnerships or when properties are redeveloping, you know, work with developers to get the right solutions in. So we try to add some language in that just encourages that flexibility and doesn't commit the city to spending any specific amount of money on a yearly basis or, or doing things in a particular order.
0: Mountain Village Town Council plans to approve the trails master plan in August.
1: San Miguel County is considering a ballot measure around long-term funding for affordable housing for this November's election. The move comes as the county commissioners digest the long-term implications of a recent report analyzing migration to mountain communities during the pandemic. Our housing crunch of deed-restricted affordable housing uh, deficit is only going to persist and potentially increase over the coming years. That's County Manager Mike Bordonia speaking at a Board of County Commissioners meeting this week. Any long term planning for affordable housing development, Bordonia says, requires funding. But funding the county receives from its real estate transfer assessment largely funds the San Miguel Authority for Regional Transportation. And does not go into the coffers of the county for the development of deed-restricted housing. So, the county is considering adding a taxation question to the upcoming ballot. There is no specific question on the table, but this week, commissioners voted to notify the county clerk of their intent to add a question. Over the coming weeks, the commissioners will consider the pros and cons of different questions for long-term funding mechanisms. Bordonia adds none of the questions they will consider would lead to a large tax increase. Rather, the aim is to build funding over many years. My hope is that we could initiate something like this now that would take effect uh, after the election or on January 1, and then start helping to generate funds so that in five years or 10 years, we were able to do something more substantial in in a way for housing. The commissioners plan to consider potential questions in August and must have one ready to submit by September 1st.
0: Motorists should prepare for minor delays outside of Ridgeway next week. The Colorado Department of Transportation will be conducting paving operations on Highway 62 just west of Ridgeway. Drivers can expect full stops, reduced speed, lane shifts, and one-lane alternating traffic, with up to 15-minute delays. The construction will take place Monday, July 26th through Wednesday, July 28th. Work will take place from 7.30 a.m. to 5 p.m.
1: Colorado will try to boost its slowing coronavirus vaccination rates by now offering $100 Walmart gift cards to people who get the shots. Governor Jared Polis says the incentives will be distributed at state-run sites in places with lower vaccination rates. This will help people get protected, first and foremost. That's why we're doing it. But we know it means a lot to, you know, a single mom with three kids, 12 to 17, to go and get vaccinated with the
4: family and get $400 worth of Walmart gift certificates. That can make a big difference.
1: The first clinics are starting this week in Loveland, Pueblo, and Delta. The state also announced a new scholarship giveaway to community college students who get vaccinated. Polis says he is not considering any new restrictions in response to a nationwide uptick in virus cases because Colorado's hospital capacity is not threatened.
0: As drought conditions across the West worsen, top federal water officials say they're trying to stay on top of the developing crisis. KUNC's Luke Runyon has more.
1: As part of a virtual program on the ongoing drought, Interior Department officials said they're working to spend millions in relief for farmers and ranchers on science and research and new infrastructure. Camille kamlin Tooten is the
4: deputy commissioner for the Bureau of Reclamation.
0: And we are looking at new water supplies and infrastructure projects. New storage water projects where it's appropriate, groundwater recharge projects, increase access to reliable sources of water, and water
4: reuse projects.
1: More than 56% of the Western US is in extreme drought or worse. Records continue to be broken this year for high temperatures and dry conditions. I'm Luke Runyon. The National Weather Service forecast for the Western San Juans calls for showers and thunderstorms tonight with mostly cloudy skies and a low in the mid-50s. Thursday expects showers and thunderstorms with a high in the mid-70s during the day, and a low around 50 degrees at night. Friday calls for showers and thunderstorms with a high around 75 degrees during the day, and a low around 50 degrees at night. This has been the news for Wednesday, July 21st. Thanks for listening. If you have a story idea or a news tip, call the news team at 728-3206. And now, a personal commentary.
5: Howdy. It's time to rodeo. Come on down July 30, 31st. That's a Friday and a Saturday night to your San Miguel Basin Rodeo. The mutton busting starts at 6. This is Elizabeth Foley with the Norwood Roping Club. We're happy to present to you the 116th year of our San Miguel Basin Rodeo. Bring the kiddos under six years old. Get in for free. Like I said, mutton busting is at 6 p.m. The rodeo starts at 7. For the bigger kids, we have the calf riding. We also have the stick horse races. And we are happy to host a new Colorado, well, a new stock contractor. And they're a Colorado Pro Rodeo Association member. And they're going to bring you all the good rough stock. We've got $20,000 in added money to get the toughest competitors around you're going to have your favorite events. You've got your saddle bronc riding, your bareback riding, uh, of course, bull riding, some steer wrestling, some tie-down roping, breakaway roping, team roping, and, of course, barrel racing. Mustang Maddie is our rodeo performer both Friday and Saturday night. That is an incredible performance that she puts on uh, with these wild Mustangs, and it's pretty incredible um, what the horses can achieve, and it's a sight to behold the kids and the adults alike. Uh, it's enjoyable for everybody. We have um, some pretty awesome talent. Arizona Jones is a band coming to us from down south. They'll be here on Saturday night. They play at the fairgrounds, included in the purchase price of your ticket. So the kiddos, like I said, under six are free. Adults, it's $10. If you want a discount and you're a true rodeo fan, you're going to come both nights. Why? It's $8 on our website, com. It's, like I said, it's our 116th year. We've got some really uh, great merchandise, some cute t shirts on the website um, at sanmiguelbasinrodeo.com. We also have our Instagram account, which is at San Miguel Basin Rodeo. We have the Telluride Express just to make it super easy coming from those eastern parts. Go to the courthouse, the Telluride Courthouse, 5 p.m. All you need is $5. Get on the bus. Take you to Norwood and back both Friday and Saturday night, July 30 and 31 and of course the coolest thing if you want to get on your own rodeo action how about a steer dragging team grab three of your toughest they don't even have to be fun just your toughest friends and get a hold of one halter on one steer and drag it across that one finish line you can win $250 each Friday and Saturday night you also get the entry fees as part of that rodeo purse so you can get on the rodeo action yourself Of course, we've got a beer tent, we've got good food, and we hope to see you. Grab that Tyrod Express and come on down July 30 and 31.
0: Opinions broadcast over KOTO are those of the speakers. You are also invited to express your views after the news or on access each weekday at around 4 p.m. If you would like to comment, please contact a staff person here at KOTO. We encourage you to speak out on important public issues.